0: For me, running, like most of the beginner runners that I do get the privilege of working with one-on-one, is I went outside and I just tried to run as hard as possible, because I thought running was cardio, and if I'm not going at 100%, then I'm not working out, right? So I kind of looked at it like, when I'm in the gym, I'm very efficient in the gym. I wanna make sure my workouts are intense. I'm like super setting stuff and I'm making sure my heart rate is elevated throughout the workout. And I thought that was what I needed to do in order to be a runner. So here's the question. How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, educator, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hello, healthy runners. In this episode, we are talking about All Things Training and Running. Go figure. This is a running Facebook group and a running podcast. So I want to know, do you have a plan when you head out the door to go for your run? Do you ever think to yourself, how fast should I run? So in tonight's live podcast episode, I will be breaking down three types of running and who should be doing what based upon your level of experience and your current level of what we call running fitness. By the way, guys, can I just say how grateful and thankful I am to our Healthy Runner community? This week, looking at the charts for podcast, we were actually number 22 um, for all of the running podcasts in the US. That is huge. So we are only on episode 25, and we are six months into this journey, and this initially started out as a passion project. It still is a passion project, obviously, but I wanted to just share some knowledge and continue to grow our community, and we have risen from the bottom. I remember when I was even off the charts. I don't even think I ranked, and there are actually 250 running podcasts, in case you didn't realize out there on Apple Podcasts, by the way. And to say that this week we are up 20 spots to number 22 and we're continuing to to rise and build. And it is because of you. It is because of you, the listener. I am just at awe just today actually looking at some of the analytics of seeing how many people have actually downloaded the podcast and have listened. it just It just blows my mind, honestly, because I've never been able to have that type of reach before and share this information that I'm sharing with you. So I appreciate you, I thank you. I thank you if you have subscribed to the podcast, that definitely helps. Um, And you will get those downloaded automatically into Apple iTunes. And those of you who have left a rating and review, I thank you very much because it is you and you listening and continuing to listen that other people are finding this podcast. This has been an amazing ride uh, for sure, and it is because of you guys. The listeners, as well as our, our tightly knit Facebook community. So those of you listening on the podcast and you're not in the healthy runner Facebook group, you got to join. Um, we have a lot of great tips that are being shared within our community and you can ask your questions and we have a great supportive group of runners. So that's kind of the home base as well as getting all the videos of the things that we talk about on the podcast. So I, I greatly appreciate our community. If you guys like this podcast, episode and this topic and you're new to the podcast you're going to want to definitely check out episode six so that was when i unleashed the uh, spark blueprint right before this pandemic happened and actually episode six was i remember this because it was a little delay on me getting the blog out because that is when the pandemic happened and episode six contains kind of my fifth tip for healthy running which is to train smart with proper progression. So making sure that you're consistently training and you're doing it in a smart way with proper progression. In that episode, I really got in deep dive into training frequency, how many times a week you should run, training intensity, what, how intense should your runs be. We talked about building up training volume. We talked about the importance of rest and recovery. So having recovery days and not running every single day. And we also talked about finding the right training plan for you. So if you are interested in any of those topics, go ahead and go back, listen to episode six of the podcast, and you'll get that information. Today, we're talking about the types of runs. So we're going to get more specific. So that was kind of the broad overview, and we got in depth into intensity frequency. But today, we're going to really get into the types of runs that you are going to need to do when you go out there and start hitting the pavement. So if it's okay with you guys, if I could just share with you a little story on my running journey um, that most of you know, I'm an adult onset runner, started running at age 32. And for me running, like most of the beginner runners that I do get the privilege of working with one-on-one is I went outside and I just tried to run as hard as possible because I thought running was cardio. And if I'm not going at 100%, then I'm not working out, right? So I kind of looked at it like when I'm in the gym, I'm very efficient in the gym. I want to make sure my workouts are intense. I'm like supersetting stuff. And I'm making sure my heart rate is elevated throughout the workout. And I thought that was what I needed to do in order to be a runner, So by the way, I didn't consider myself a runner till I think probably half marathon number 20, (laughs) right? So like most of you, you might not consider yourself a runner, but the principles I'm going to be talking about tonight are going to help you be a healthy runner. And that's the whole purpose of our podcast. And remember, training errors are the single most important factor to whether or not you are going to continue your journey as a runner. If you're injured, you cannot run. So the goal is to keep you healthy So you can run and do the activity you love. You can hit the pavement. You can get that mental, psychological benefit and release that we all need from running, as well as the physical benefits to our cardiorespiratory system, to our muscular system, weight management, right? All of those benefits of running. I'm not even going to go into the, the benefits of running. You know the benefits of running. So we can't run if we're injured. So these training tips are super important to keep in mind to avoid the common pitfalls that I see, all right? When I first ran, like I said, I went out as hard as possible, like most of you, and what happened? I injured my hamstring. So I had proximal hamstring tendinopathy, right? So what we talked about the last three weeks on the podcast, We did like three weeks of content because I shared my wife's story of her injury and her running her first half marathon. And then we did the deep dive into happy, healthy hamstrings with Jason Fitzgerald. And then last week we shared the strategies, the three kind of strategies you need to overcome hamstring pain. So that was my first running related injury and it related to training. And then I started getting Achilles pain. I started getting knee pain right? To that runner's knee. So I experienced it all myself and it was due to the fact that I didn't know the training things that we're going to be talking about today. So I am happy to share those with you. So let's get started with our dynamic warm up, as we always do. Um, for those of you who are new and you're just listening, if you want to know, uh, who I am, I'm Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a physical therapist, educator, researcher, and newly running coach. Uh, through the Roadrunners of America and RRCA certification. So I finished that about two or three months ago now, the course and the exam. And that's really the information that I'm going to be sharing with you tonight. It's through that run coaching coursework and continued readings that I've done and working, starting to work with runners as a coach that I'm going to be sharing with you today. All right, I'm also the creator of Spark Physical Therapy Uh, the Healthy Runner podcast and the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So with my years and experience as a physical therapist, runner, in combination with my strength and conditioning background, I have been working with many runners to improve all aspects of their performance. We're going to be talking about three types of runs. And these, there are many more runs, but I'm going to keep it simple for you because these are the heavy hitters. These are the ones that all of you need to be doing, if not now, at some point. These are basically the first three. And then we'll talk about some other alternatives. But these are the most common that you are probably running. And let's just make sure that you're running them at the appropriate time. Number one, first and foremost, and it is first and foremost, because this is the most important run you will ever do during your week. And that is your conversation pace running. So this is going to make up As you are building up your running base or base training, you will hear that lingo in a lot of runners. I had no clue what base training was. Let me be honest, right? I haven't been running since high school or college. I never did that. So I had no clue what base training was. I thought it was like military stuff when when runners would mention it. I had no clue. But base training is, let me just put it in a simple way. It's essentially conditioning your body in order to run. So you're building up a base and they talk about 500 miles being about the the time in which you've built up enough miles under your legs and your body's conditioned enough to take it to the next level. So if you're new to running and you just started out, let's say during this pandemic, or you took a long layoff, right? You haven't run since the fall and maybe you're starting up again and you're like, all right, I had enough of COVID and I'm going to start running right now. Let me get back into my track workouts. That would be what not to do because you haven't built up the base yet. So that is the most common reason why runners are getting injured is because they have not built up their base. So you have to get to that 500 mile mark, consistent miles we're talking, not like lifetime miles. So we're not going back 10 years and you start calculating. We're talking you running consistently. Remember, training tip number five, running consistently, training smart with proper progression, right? So you have to have consistent runs, meaning you're running every week, right? Consistently running, build up 500 miles. And then you have what we call that base. During those first 500 miles, 100% of your runs should be at conversation pace. What does that mean? It means what it sounds like. You should be able to hold a conversation, meaning you could sing, you can talk in paragraphs while you're running at this pace. So think about that right now. And if you're listening to this as you're running, and it's an easy run for you, it's a normal run. You're going for two, you're going for three miles. Can you talk to the person next to you socially distant? Right, and keep a conversation. If not, then you're going too fast. So you want to think about most runners are running these runs too fast. So the perceived effort, if we look at how hard is this for you, on a scale from zero to ten, ten's the hardest effort possible. You're like, you know, in the last legs of like, you know, last quarter mile of a marathon, right? You're at a 10, right? You're there. That's perceived effort. These runs should be at a five to six out of 10 perceived effort. Or they could be 70 to 80% of your max heart rate. All right, so just a couple of ways to think about that. What are the benefits of this? And this is hard because it's hard for a lot of runners to think about. Maybe your goal might be to get more fit, get faster, a lot of runners wanna get fat. I wanna get faster. I want my times to be better, right? So why would I run slower in order to get faster? Here are the benefits. You're gonna train your cardiovascular system and muscular system to efficiently absorb and deliver, utilize the oxygen, which is what feeds, we need oxygen for our muscles to work efficiently and to actually power us forward during our runs, and as well as remove the waste products such as carbon dioxide, lactic acid, that builds up. That's like the waste. So we need our circulatory system, our heart, our lungs, to be able to remove those waste and give the oxygen, send it to the muscles. All right. At a cellular level. So there's cells in all of our muscles. There's little these tiny cells that so go back to like basic biology. We're going back to like 10th grade here. Um, you want to. These runs, by going at a slower pace, this conversation pace, are going to increase the number and the size of the mitochondria. I don't know if you guys remember mitochondria, but for some reason, all I remember about from biology is like they're the powerhouse of the cell, uh, the mitochondria. So that improves the muscle's ability to receive and process the oxygen and conserve the stores of glycogen. So glycogen is like the fuel, right? So you've probably heard about that, like restoring your glycogen stores, or you might have complex carbs before a long run to make sure you've kind of replenished your glycogen stores or you've stored up enough glycogen to use as energy, right? So those are the things that are happening at the cellular level. You're increasing the size of the mitochondria of the cells, as well as improving the ability of your muscles to process that oxygen. You're going to also strengthen your legs, your core, your upper extremities, and that is what running does over time. Those are going to get stronger. But more importantly, I guess from my standpoint, more importantly, from a rehab provider, for someone who has seen a lot of running injuries to tendons, ligaments, joints, bones, these runs help adapt the tendons, ligaments, joints, bones, to the stresses and demands of running. It's not stressing those structures too fast, too soon. It's allowing your body to do what it does. It's the remarkable machine that it is, right? It's allowing our bodies to adapt to running and get better at it. So those are the conversation pace. I want you all to think about running for the long run Pun intended, Um, right? We wanna do this to have a healthy life for ourselves. It's not just to do it for the short-term gain. Think about being a runner, even if you don't consider yourself a runner, for the long haul, right? Like me, I plan on running literally till I'm six feet under, right? You're gonna have to, you know, I'm gonna be running into the nursing home or the convalescent homes. Remember, a 100% of your runs should be this if you're within that first, 500 miles, and 70 to 80% of your runs, those experienced runners out there, so you have more than 500 miles under your belt, you've done a bunch of half marathons, you're experienced, 70 to 80% of your weekly mileage should be at conversation pace. So just think about that. Are 70 to 80% of your weekly mileage at this conversation pace? So let's talk about what runs are at conversation pace. They can be a short run, a short, easy run, as Robin alluded to before. They could be a medium run, maybe like a five or six miler, and they're gonna be your long runs. So those long runs, which are key, if you wanna build up and run a half marathon, let's say, the long run is the most important run, or if you're gonna run a full marathon, definitely, the long run's that most important run during your week. That long run needs to be done at conversation pace. So conversation pace is first type of run. Second type of run I wanna talk about is what we call our tempo runs. These are also called lactate threshold runs, but no one probably calls them that. But if you were very sciencey and into exercise science, you might've heard that term before. This is a form of what in coaching we call strength training, which is a little harder concept for me to grasp coming from a strictly strength and conditioning background and exercise science, physical therapy background, because it's technically not strength training in terms of how much percentage we're loading the muscles. But when we're looking at running specific training, tempo runs as well as hill training and fart are all what they consider forms of strength training or strength runs for runners. So they're all in that category together. I'm going to focus on the tempo because that is what most runners are doing. Um, but just make sure, you know, hill work, fart licks, those are in the same category. And this category is the second category you should be adding into your runs. So you start with the conversation pace. That's like our base of our pyramid. And then we go up the next level is your tempo run. So that's the next type of run you should be adding in if you have that base of 500 miles and you wanna challenge yourself to get more efficient as a runner. So what are the benefits of tempo runs? They're gonna also train your cardiovascular system and muscular system, musculoskeletal system to be more efficient, absorb, deliver, utilize that oxygen while removing the waste. So just like we talked about before for the conversation pace, but the big benefit here is it's going to improve your lactate threshold and promote more efficient running form, as well as teaching you patience while managing low grade discomfort. So, that's really, I'm not going to get too much into the weeds here, guys, um, with the lactate threshold. But basically, that's your body's response to where you start to feel that discomfort, you're feeling low grade discomfort. And what this run does is it starts to teach your body some patience and how to manage that low grade discomfort and makes your muscular system, cardiovascular system more efficient. So these runs are at a faster pace than your conversation pace. So let's say, for example, your conversation pace, so let's let's do my example, um, my conversation pace is let's say 10 minute mile, right? Or 940 something. So 10 minute mile, my tempo pace would be at approximately an eight minute mile, maybe a little bit over an eight minute mile. So what I would do for these runs is I don't just leave my front door and just start hitting the road at an eight minute mile. What I do is I, I warm my body up and prep the body. So let's take the example of a four mile tempo run would include one mile aerobic warmup. So again, that's the conversation pace. The goal is to build your aerobic capacity and fitness with those conversational pace runs. I didn't mention that before. So you do one mile at aerobic warmup, and then what I like to do is a dynamic warmup to make sure that your body's really prepped to go at this faster pace. So now you're gonna do, let's say two miles at your tempo workout or your tempo pace. So we use the example of an eight minute pace. So you're gonna run two miles straight through trying to maintain that eight minute pace. So you wanna maintain consistency and teach your body how to stay at that faster pace and teach yourself some patience so you don't get your breathing out of control and you have to stop and walk. And then you're gonna do one more mile at a cool down. So that would be a four mile tempo run really the middle portion, the two miles in the middle, that's your workout. That is how you are going to get more efficient and faster and improve your lactate threshold is by going at that faster pace for a selected amount of time right in the middle of the run. All right, so hopefully that makes sense on what your tempo run is. I think a lot of you, at least a lot of the runners I come into contact with, are doing tempo runs Way too much. There should be one tempo run, if that, during your training week. All right? You shouldn't be doing that three times a week. And we're going to talk about why that is. So if you look at your perceived effort scale, we talked about the conversation pace being at a five to six minute pace. I mean, five to six at a scale of 10 perceived effort. Your tempo runs, you want to think about a seven, eight on your scale of 10. So that's your perceived effort on how hard you're working. If you're using heart rate, they say 80 to 92% of your max heart rate. That's your tempo pace. So let's get to the third type of run that we're going to talk about is intervals. Now, intervals, you can either do short duration intervals and long duration intervals. Anything less than 800 meters is considered short duration. So... For those beginners out there, and maybe you haven't done a track workout, you have no clue what 800 meters is, what we're talking about is one lap around the track is going to be 400 meters. 800 meters, two laps, okay? Then you have your 1200s, three laps, and then 1600s, which is your mile. So that is your mile, that's four times around the track. So anything less than two laps around the track is really not going to help you train for anything more than a 5K. So unless you are a 5K and and less than that specialist and you're just training for the mile, which the majority of our audience is not training for a mile run. We are training for 5K and above distances, right? So you're training for a 10K, training for a 10 mile, or training for a half marathon, training for a marathon. You should not be doing a lot of short intervals. You want to focus more on the long intervals. So that would be the next step in adding in to your training. So we talk about conversation pace, first pace, second level of the pyramid is that tempo run or substituting fart licks hills. The third level is going to be that long interval training. So for that long interval training, what we're talking about is doing a specific workout that again is sandwiched between a good warm up so doing just like we talked about for the tempo where you're going to do your 1 mile aerobic warm up then you're going to do a good dynamic warm up really prep that body so it's ready to go and now you have your interval workout so that's like the meat of the sandwich right that's right in the middle so let's say you're doing repeat 400s or you're doing repeat 800s so you do that A certain number of times so let's say it was a four by 800 meter workout so you would run two laps around the track and then you are going to do a recovery maybe of one lap maybe a 400 meter in between recovery and then you're going to repeat that another three times that same cycle so you're going hard after it for those two laps around the track now this pace is going to be faster than what you did your tempo run because remember your tempo run you're trying to hold that pace for two miles maybe three miles maybe four miles right so you build those tempo runs up we use the example of a four mile tempo run but you're going to build those up for your intervals you're going to run at a harder effort for a shorter duration of time and then you allow that recovery for your heart rate to come back down and then you're gonna go ahead and run at a faster pace again. So for this, our perceived effort is higher. So you're at like an eight or nine out of a scale of 10. So now you're really winded. Like you ain't holding any conversations with anyone while you're doing these. This is gonna be 80 to 95% of your max heart rate. And these are hard. These are really, really hard. And the, the reason is, The benefits is going to be everything we talked about for the tempo run, but the biggest benefit here, guys, is going to improve that fast twitch muscle ability. Remember, we talked about muscle fibers in that episode six in training, and we talked about slow twitch, fast twitch muscle fibers in order to get faster as a runner, in order to last longer and hold your pace at the end of a half marathon, let's say hold that pace at mile 11 or hold that pace at mile 22, 23 of a full marathon, you need to be able to kick in and what they call convertible fast twitch muscle fibers. You need to be able to recruit those. How do you recruit them? By training them and training them with intervals as well as plyometric training. But that's going to be another talk, right? We know that plyometric training is one of our five tips for healthy running as well. And so that's the real big benefit of these intervals is improving that fast twitch muscle ability, as well as increasing strength and improving your form. Because you're going faster, you can work more on your technique and your form. The biggest thing that I want you to take home from tonight's talk, honestly, especially for intervals, is the risks are great. They're fun to do around the track. And a lot of us like getting in a hard workout where you're really pushing yourself to the limits. However, there's an increased chance and risk of soft tissue injury. So you want to make sure that your body is ready to do these. As well as you're really fatigued after these. So you have to think about what's most important in your weekly runs. You don't want to put these, let's say, the day before your long run. And if you're trying to build up your long runs and it's really important that you're running a half marathon in three weeks from now, like we are for our Spark Your Soul uh, virtual race series, that you need to, you should be at that 10 mile mark right now, right? But if you're only at seven or eight and you need to run 10, then you don't want to be doing an interval workout before your long run because your long run is more important for you to train for that half marathon than it is to get the intervals in. So it does contribute to overall fatigue as well as waste product buildup, but they're great, great for training and improving fast twitch muscle ability, but they do have a risk. So make sure, and you have to be very, very careful that you are ready and you've progressed. You've have your base training. You've done that conversational miles. You've added in. A, what we call a mesocycle. So maybe a three to four week block of training of just tempo runs. So just to give you guys an example, I've been training base training essentially <laughs> since my last uh, race or really, you know, since January of building up mileage. And I just added in tempo runs maybe two or three months ago. And I haven't even added in intervals yet. So I am really making sure that my body is efficient with the tempo runs before I add these intervals in. So you have to be very cautious on when you add these in. So for those of you guys who aren't aware of our Spark Your Soul virtual race series, just a little reminder, we've had our 5K. We have our 10K this week. So today, honestly, guys, yesterday was actually the last day to register. But today, since we're doing a Monday Night Spark Live is the last day if you want in for the 10k just type in 10k into the comment box and i will uh get back to you or lisa will get back to you on how to register for that and we can share the link to get in for the virtual 10k which would be this weekend for those of you who want to run it with myself and actually Lou's going to help pace me and uh, run with me Friday morning, I'm going to be doing that on the canal line in Hamden, Cheshire area, as well as what I announced yesterday with Katrina, our half marathon, which will be in three weeks from now. We're going to do that as a socially distanced group. I think it'd be really, really fun for us to all get together for those who are local and want to run together and cheer each other on um see each other at the finish line socially distant of course um, we're going to do that right on the um, Cheshire or Farmington Canal line or starting in Hamden, Todd Street. They have a nice little porta potty there in the parking lot so we can hit the restroom before we go out for a race at the turnaround mark on Cornwall Street. Um, there's a great big parking lot. There's picnic tables. So if you want to have family, come cheer you on. It's a great spot. I'm going to have a cooler there. So if you want to drop drinks, bottles, things like that, you want to get at the halfway mark, I think that would be great um, for you guys to uh, Do that, and I would love to see as many of you as possible. This whole last four to five months of this pandemic has been a whirlwind, and there's been so many of you that I've gotten closer with through our Spark Fitness program, through this virtual race series. So sign up for the 10K last day, as well as sign up for the half marathon to really challenge yourself, add a little bit more challenge for these next three weeks of training, especially if you guys are already running nine miles, I would say, for your long runs, you're ready to kind of kick it up a notch and challenge yourself these next three weeks to build that up to either an 11 or 12, um, whichever you feel is best before you usually do your half marathons. So if you're interested in the Spark Your Soul Virtual Race Series, check out the announcements within our Healthy Runner Facebook group. You'll find out information there, or you can simply text me, 203-376-6514. And just uh, text me, spark your soul or half marathon. I will reach out to you with that information. So the other thing, um, let me just catch up. Katrina says, makes sense. Uh, Trish says, makes sense. Finally understood what the track workouts mean. So good. Yeah. Thank you, Trisha. And Nicole, she says, she's picking up what I'm putting down. Very helpful. Awesome. Nicole. Yeah, Nicole, we're getting back in the ring tomorrow at the old queue. I'm excited to get back in labs, socially distant labs with the mask and small groups of students. So we'll be uh, hitting up the hip exam, teaching our physical therapy students tomorrow uh, within the labs. And Brad says, never tried 800, only done 200. So I need to step it up. Yeah. So Brad, good, good point there. So many people have, and even I, when I first started running, Brad, I was like, oh, I should do sprints because they'll improve my fast twitch muscle fibers. Let me do a hundred yard sprints. I don't know what I was thinking because I wasn't training to like go for the NFL combine. Right. So I was like sprinting up and down the football field thinking I was like playing football, but I'm not playing football. I'm a distance runner. Right. So yeah, Brad, I would definitely say, unless you do also do long intervals I would definitely increase your interval length to at least 400s, at minimum Um, 200s. Probably aren't going to help you too much unless, again, you are very experienced and you're already building in long intervals. So some experienced runners, what we do is we build like, if you're really at that level, two sessions of these intervals where you have a long interval day and a short interval day. But that's like... Pretty much, you know, you were thinking about our Boston qualifiers, um, that type of runner that we're talking about where we're adding in the long intervals as well as the short interval days. Um, So Mario's interested in 10K. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So Robin says, makes sense. Does mean that we should not ever try to do one interval, one during the week if we are still building our base. Yeah, Robin, that's what that means. Um, In order to stay healthy. So that's, remember what I said, the biggest risk of the intervals is injuries. That is the single biggest reason I see people here in my clinic, (laughs) right here, right? So I just uh, finished treating four uh, runners earlier today. And the biggest reason why people are coming to see me in the clinic for injuries is because they are doing these intervals and maybe they're not ready for them yet. So Robin, I would hold off, be patient, all right, before you build in the intervals. And then... Think about what we talked about today with tempo runs, and that's your next step. So your next challenge, if you're really feeling comfortable and you're getting close to 500 miles, and you're feeling healthy, you're not having any aches and pains. So that's the caveat as well. You gotta make sure there's no aches and pains, and then you wanna think about adding in the tempo run. So that's your first big challenge, is to try to go out and hold a mile or two miles, a mile or two miles, for a certain length of time right so the mile two miles at a faster pace than your conversation pace that's going to help you build up the strength in your legs build up that lactate threshold get you a little uncomfortable but teach you patience so all those benefits we talked about the temple run before all right so hopefully that makes sense lisa sorry i i think that does mean we might need one more medal perhaps for mario Um, So let's let's touch base with Mario and let's see if we got to get another medal for the 10K uh, for him. So the other thing, guys, um, let's get into our final stretch here. So final stretch. If I could change one thing about the misconception of running and training, we're going to do today's topic. What would it be? Slow down to run faster. Mic drop. Hopefully I've explained that during tonight's episode. So recap of what we talked about in today's podcast episode is three types of running. We talked about our conversation pace. We talked about our tempo run or tempo pace, and we talked about intervals. So I'm sure there will be many runners who heard this podcast or watched the YouTube video or video within our healthy runner Facebook group who need a little bit more guidance. So if you would like a more individualized plan and approach to help guide you're running so it's not so random and you actually have structure you have a plan when you head out the door Um, i have a program for you it is our healthy runner individualized coaching so we've kicked it off this month with our beta testers our pilot program and i am loving it so we have five runners who are doing this program and this has been something that has been very rewarding for me to see and This is a 100% custom training plan developed and monitored by myself as a running physical therapist and running coach. And this includes, I send you a questionnaire that includes about 20 something questions so we really get in depth to your injury history, to your beliefs, your training. I ask you lots of questions. I get lots of information. And with that information, I synthesize and create a 100% customized strength plan, running plan that's developed and monitored by myself and monitored, meaning I'm checking in. So I actually get, I just got a little notification on my watch that one of my runners uh, submitted a workout for today. So I get those workouts, I see what the workouts were, I see what you did run, I ask questions, I message you, I comment, and we make modifications as we need to um, as we're going along. So this is, we kind of do it in the beginning, of every onboarding we do a live kind of onboarding coaching call either phone or video chat that we go over your questionnaire we go over your program we go over your goals and the plan that i developed and i explain to you the rationale behind why i developed why we're why we're doing what we're doing basically and then you get that weekly workout analysis and accountability um through myself and we do this all on a digital platform it's got a very seamless app Um, So you can go on your desktop or your app and the workouts are great. We can kind of move them on different days and I can make adjustments and I can monitor and see what you've done so we can kind of maximize your growth as a runner. So if you're interested in this, comment coaching below and I will get you all the details to be able to put on our waiting list for our next cohort that uh, will start onboarding in August. If you're interested in that. If you're on Facebook, comment coaching below. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I will drop a link um, within the podcast so you can find out more information about that. If you guys have found this talk helpful, please, my Facebook friends, hit that like, hit the love button so more runners in this group can learn about these three types of runs so they can head out the door and have a little bit more guidance and a little bit more plan. Um, please also share this episode out, um, with a friend who needs some help. If you're listening to this on the podcast, just copy that link, go on iTunes. If you haven't rated it, hit the stars, drop me like a sentence or two review. If you found anything helpful, I would greatly appreciate. Maybe we can even increase from the number 22 ranked running podcast in the U S right. And get a little bit higher. That'd be awesome. Uh, so thank you for all my Facebook friends who took the time to jump out. Um, jump on here on a Monday night. Um, thank you for those listening on the podcast. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm so grateful for you and for listening. And please reach out to me, like shoot me an email, Dwayne at sparkyourtraining.com. Give me some feedback. I love hearing from you and I love hearing about your running wins. So remember every Monday night, 8 p.m. We go live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So keep us in mind in your schedule so you can get your running questions answered. Guys, I have a packed agenda. These next four weeks, I've been booking up awesome guests for you. So we're going to start it off next week talking about how to fuel for your half marathon. And we're going to be bringing on, I have some great guests in these next four weeks. So we're going to be doing more interview style these next four weeks with some guests. So make sure you stay tuned. For those episodes. And thank you again, guys. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running until next time. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you and I hope you got a lot of value out of it. And I hope that becoming a healthy runner is as exciting for you as it is for me. I hope you can see that this podcast can not only benefit your running, but your overall health as well. If I said something that resonated with you, then jump over to our free Facebook group called Healthy Runner. I give live trainings in there every single week to the hundreds of members. I answer questions directly in there and absolutely love hearing the takeaway and wins that you have from this show. More on the show at sparkyourtraining.com for our latest articles, resources, and specific exercise videos I mentioned in the show. You can also head over to any of my social media accounts at Spark Your Training, where I include lots of free content for all the ideas I talked about in the show. If you have learned anything from this podcast, I would really appreciate if you headed over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and rated and reviewed it, as well as pass it along to your runner friends, so they can have the same tools and ideas that you now have. If you have any questions, suggestions, and show ideas, the best way to reach out is through your favorite social media platform. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Now it's time to strap in and get ready for the next episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast.